Good morning, Barashas of Imeri. We're on Kufchav Kimalamadalif, but I will just go back a little bit um, to Kufchav base on the base, the two dots there, uh, towards the bottom there. Nitel Adam Kornas, it's about the last uh, six, seven, eight lines of the page. We said in the Mishnah that it's got a whole list of various, what we would probably associate with Kishmanach Tele Issa, Kalim, which are primarily used for Issa. That's what we'd assume is Peshat in the Mishnah. And we say that you can move it, the Tzorech Gufo, meaning in order to use it for something which is uh, permissible on Shabbos. For example, to use a saw to move it to cut your cheese. Right, that cheese used to be very hard in those days. But the first one there, which is the one we're going to be looking at right now, is to take a hammer to crack your nuts. So Omar Rav Yehuda, so Rav Yehuda said, Kuna Shele Goizin, no, that's not Peshat in the Mishnah. We're talking about probably what we would call a nutcracker, but a nut hammer. A hammer which is made for breaking nuts. The Fatiha Ba'esai goes in, and we're saying you can move that on Shabbos in order to break the nuts with it. But, in other words, because it's Kedishim and Achter because it's made for Heta. But a blacksmith's hammer, no, no that, that you wouldn't be able to move for that. Why? Because Kosova... He holds, in other words, Rabbi Yehuda holds, Dova Shemalachte de Issa, something which is made primarily for Issa, Afiru Lutzerach Gufoy, even Lutzerach Gufoy is also. Even to use it for itself is also, and Kol Shekain, what's called Lutzerach Mekonoy, if you want the place that it is occupying, and most definitely, what's called Mechama Lutzel, to move it in order to protect the object itself. That most definitely you would not be able to do. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda is very, very extreme. We don't pass him like this. But that seems to be the position Rabbi Yehuda is taking. So Amalei Rabbo, so Rabbo said to him, Elo Meyato, but from now, in other words, if that's the case, Sefer, in other words, you're learning the Mishnah is talking about Akadisha Malachta Eleheta, so Sefer, in the Sefer Tiktoni, which taught for Esharachas, and the Rashi translates that as a spade, normally you translate that as a winnowing fork, but okay, a spade, there's Hamalgis and some sort of large fork, Lossis Olob Lekotan, to give food, if let's say the person has a wash negavas in the morning or something like that, so they don't want to touch the bread or whatever food it is, or the child's just not eating so they want to maybe coax the child, so they put the food onto the end of this large fork or spade and want to use that to feed the child. That's perfectly fine. Now, rachas umalgez, mimiachdi leile kotzon. Would one be miyachid, would one make especially, set aside especially this massive spade or fork for a child? In other words, as Rashi says, yeah, the other cases the Mishnah, no, I can hear, maybe you've got a saw that you've specifically set aside for cutting your cheese. I can accept. Um, you've got, let's say, uh, a special shovel to, to uh, shovel up your grogeros, your drive. I can accept all these things. But what is the likelihood of having this massive fork or spade that you've made for a child? Not very likely. Right? So to say that we're talking about Akadisham al the Heta, that it's made primarily for Heta, not likely at all. As Tosa says, Rabbi Huda will say, yeah, that's the case. You took your spade, you went to whichever DIY shop and you bought a spade and you said, I'm buying this, I'm buying this as a present for my child to feed him on. Okay, yeah, the guy's a little bit of a, bit, a little bit extreme, but... So, Elo Omar Rabo, but Rabo didn't have any of that. Rabo said, no, that's not Peshat. Rather, we're talking about the, the, a blacksmith's hammer. To break the nuts with it. Kasava, because he holds, Dova Shemalachta de Isur, Le Tzerach Kufoy Mutar, that, a Krishmalachta de Isur, in order to use it, the Tzerach Kufoy is Mutar, it's only the Tzerach Makoma is problematic.
we went back. As I said, the only person who had done this was, so uh, we went backwards. Yeah. Let's go back to Rabbi Huda. When he say uh, a clean, which is heta, you can use. Well, isn't that obvious? He said it's a it's a, a hammer for designating for for cracking nuts. And he's told us that it's that would be a heta. Well, so, what we learn? We, right. Surely something that that we're allowed to do, and it's for that heta to do it. Very good. Um, first, first of all, Krish Malachta the Heta is not a free for all. La Loch will be passing this. If you've got, let's say, a knife and fork, you just don't decide to pick it up. That's also on Shabbos. Right? Even a Krish Malachta the Heta, you can't just move stab. Now, the reason behind it is because, really, truth be told, Chazal initially, when they put the Isso Muxa, which obviously is Jarbonon, they wanted to forbid pretty much everything. Because muksa is really a gazera or to malocha or alisetza or whatever it may be. So if you think logically, well, on the contrary, things which you'd be using more on Shabbos, Hata, you think there's more of a reason to make to make also. However, they saw that that's obviously not something that people can really stand by. So therefore, they said, you know what? Certain things we'll have to we'll have to allow, primarily kedushim after So. It's very possible, that's where, where Rabbi Hood is coming from. We're coming from the stages, the Gemara later on I think is going to sort of spell out the different stages. But we're coming from the stage of everything's awesome. So now we're going to be matter certain things. What are we going to be matter? So here's the first thing. But even that is the Fatsiyabo Esai Gozin. But if you're still moving it, you can't. But anything more than that, we don't know that. In other words, the Mishnah is spelling out, according to this, okay, I've already, I've, I've looked at it from one side, you could look at it from the other side, is... Dafka, the Fatiabayasai goes in. La Fuke what? Either stum, or even if you want the place that it's occupying. Even if it's a Kadisha Malachta Lehata, it's Dafka, the Fatiabayasai goes in, if you're actually going to use it to crack the nuts. <coughs> but if you stum, it's Lucerich Makono, even a Kadisha Malachta Lehata, we wouldn't allow you to move it. In other words, you're right. Well, there's, now there's, there's two ways of looking at, of answering your question. Either you can say there is a little bit of a chiddush in the Fatiyah by Esau Egozin, not to us, because we look at it and say, well, if we, I can't crack, nut, crack nuts with that, then what can I do on Shabbos? So if, you, if that's the chiddush, then it's coming off the fact that initially they wanted to forbid everything. Even if you don't want to go with that, then the chiddush is not in the Fatiyah by Esau Egozin. That's obvious. But the chiddush is, because that we definitely did not know, if it's occupi- occupying you the spot you want to use, you can't move it for that. That's a chiddush. We, we don't pass it like that. Yeah? No, we don't. We don't pass it like that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 go, we go even more making on that, right? That, but that, that's, because uh, at, this, at this moment in time, it sounds like, however, but your blacksmith, Sama, which is a chiddush after the Issa, you would not be able to move at all. At all. So if it's bang in the middle of the table, tough luck. It's on your chair, tough luck. Okay, uh, we don't pass kind of that, but that, that 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 we don't know yet. Um, so Rabbo, Rabbo comes on and he said no because it d- doesn't fit with the rest of the nation. Rather, Kalisha Malachto La Isur. That's what we're talking about. It's a blacksmith hammer. You can't move that for a blacksmith's work for Shteitzach, but you can move it to crack your nuts. That's Kalisha Malachto La Isur. You can move it La Tzerech Gufo to use it for something which is mutter. But the Tzerech Mekomo. You wouldn't be able to. You don't pass on that either. 
But that's Shittas Rabba. That if it's occupying a spot that you need, sorry, you can't move it. It's Kvishman after this after all. You can use, you can move it, but so there. Yeah. Now, we saw Tosus that Tosus says, I don't understand. Rabbi Yehuda's saying here, Rabbi Yehuda is busy saying here that, um, that no, Kalishman after the head you can move, but Kalishman after this that you can't move at all. Yeah? So Tosus says, but how does that square with various other members of Rabbi Yehuda? Where Rabbi Yehuda definitely allows you to move even a Kalishman after the Issa. And these sugars really come on Dafkuf Yud Gimel. So Tosfus says, you know what the answer is? Because what are we talking about here and what are we talking about there? This is, a, this is although we obviously don't pass in the Rabbi it's a very, very insightful Tosfus. Because it definitely opens up the, the, the window of understanding what's going on with Kedish Malachta. It definitely, well, poss- possibly even Kedish Malachta is how it works. Because Tosfus says, I'll tell you, I'll explain to you. You see, Kedish Malachta is, if you've got a blacksmith's hammer, Using it for blacksmith worth is a double choshev. If you decide to then use it for cracking nuts, that's not considered a very choshev action. So it can't possibly. The loshon of tosfus is it's a malacha guruahi. Yeah. When compared to the um, the normal use of this hammer, so the use of cracking nuts is considered a malacha guruahi. It doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. But on Dafkuf Yud Gimel, where we were talking about the the clay kevoy, which are weavers, you know, sewing sewing uh, things. So over there, if you decide to use it, the tzorech gufon, yeah, that already is a much more choshava thing. In other words, you close the gap. If I've got a blacksmith hammer and I use it for cracking nuts. It's clearly still a Kalishman after this. It's Moksa. But if you're using clay kevoy, which are very, as we'll see, are very insubstantial. They're very, very simple. Uh, you know, it's just a stick, effectively. So you decide to use it for something else. You use a stick for something else. So yes, it's Kalishman after this. But I'm not... The gap is closed somewhat. So we said that the vault seems to be that a Kalishman after this, the only reason we're, we're going to allow you, says Rabbi Yehuda, to use it. The only instance we would allow you to use it is where effectively you're changing it into heta. We've seen such a sugya already about changing the, the defined purpose of the kli. Well, you can't change something which is a dava choshev by using it for something very insignificant. If you've got a, a blacksmith salmon and you decide to use it for, for, a, for a paperweight, that doesn't change it for being a blacksmith salmon. You've got a blacksmith salmon and you decide to use it for cracking nuts, that still doesn't change it for being a blacksmith salmon. But if you decide to take this clay cave oil, which is effectively just a stick, and you normally, yeah, it's normally used for, for, uh, for, for the weaving uh, process, and you decide to use it to poke your friends or something, right? That really is a more significant use in comparison. So I can say for that moment in time, it's no longer just a weaver's uh, thing, it's just a stick anyway. What made it into a weaver's thing is, well, and for what I'm using it, it's considered more choshev in relationship that sort of changes it from its status of being a Kalishim al is at least temporarily. That seems to be the Svara. Now, I, I say to you, well, how, how does that help us? We don't pass on like this anyway. We pass in any Kalishim al so you would be able to use Leheta. We pass in a blacksmith salmon, you would be able to use Leterach Kufa to crack your nuts. It's very possible, I mean, you could clear what's the, what's the, 
in which way are we differing with what Rabbi Yehuda said? Is it because we hold, nah, Klisha Malachta Le'iso, we don't need it to become a Klisha Malachta Le'heta. If you're using it as Erev Kufa, it's all right. Always, Pshat, we talk old, and no, even, even for cracking arts, that makes it temporarily into Klisha Malachta Le'heta. In other words, the way Rabbi Yehuda's seemingly understood it is, that the idea is you've got to use it for a Malachah Chashuvah, because then that somehow changes the identity of the Kli, do we hold like that the halacha, and just we have a much, a much sort of looser definition, a, a much, much larger window of what we hold changes the, the, the definition of the kli, or is it we hold that you don't have to? I can't answer that question, at least not at this stage, but it definitely opens up the possibilities here of how, how to understand kli shemalach to the isa, what happens to the Torah Kupa, what's the mechanics? Rabbi Yehuda seems to be relatively clear. I mean, even though I can't feel it for definite that's the way Rabbi Yehuda is working, but that's what seems to be going on. However, Rashi, the MS, answers this question. This we didn't do. Rashi answers the question. This Rabbi Kaviega points out. What did Tosus ask? Because the kasha was, was that, hold on a second, the way, the way we've learned the sukya, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, Eklish malapte issa. It's moksha. You can't move it to Seraph Kufa. Yeah? So Tosfa says, but that's not what the other says on Daf Kufi's Gimel. What are we talking about there? These clay keboi, these weavers uh, things. They're not moksha. And it's talking about Kishman after Issa there. So what's going on? So Tosfa gives this answer. It depends on, on the gap, so to speak. Look at Rashi there. Rashi says it's Kishman after the Heta. The clay keboi is not Kishman after Issa. It's a very, very schwer Rashi. Very schwer. You can be a blind schwer over there. But Namaisa, Rashi, clearly is answering the question. Finished. The question doesn't even start. Okay? Now, what Pshatan Rashi is, we have to see. Especially as Antaf Kuf Mem, Rashi seems to contradict that, possibly. Rashi doesn't say that the reason is Kalishman after the letter. Let's move on a, a little bit in the Sukhya first. Isve Abai the Rabbah. So Abai then asked Rabbah. Towards the top of Kuf Chav Kim and Amadala. Isve Abai the Rabbah. So Abai now asked Rabbah. Now even though Abai asked him Rabbah, the Maisa Abai himself does hold like Rabbah, the Kriyish Malach said Isser is Mutter the Seraph Kuf and not the Seraph Makoma. So Isve Abai the Rabbah, that comes later on though. Abai is asking his Rabbah a question, we've learnt. Muducha. If you've got a mortar, as in a pestle and a mortar, right? Where you do crushing of, let's say, spices and things like that. Muducha. Im Shum. If there isn't it, Garlic. Metaltin and Esau, then you can move on Shabbos, because since the garlic is not Moksa, so you can move the whole Kli, Agav the garlic. But if you don't have any garlic in it, Metaltin and Esau, you can't move it. Why? Kli Shemalachter Esau, right? It's used for Teichin. Kli Shemalachter Esau, you can't move it. Hold on a second, but I've got some use. Maybe I've got the Serif Gufa, maybe I want to use it as a paperweight. No, you can't move it. Why not? So Amale, so Rabba responded to Abai, he said, Homani. Who's the author of that, that uh, case of Madukha? Who's the author there? Rabbi Nechemya, that's Rabbi Nechemya. To Omad, he said, A kli can only be moved, it can only be used, it can only be moved for its actual use, not for any other use. In other words, even a kli shemalach to the heta, you asked before, I mean, okay, at least, you can move it, its actual use. Yeah? That's even Kriyish Malach Tzalehetah. Koshken Kriyish Malach Tzalehetah. Now, 
When I say that, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Because to move it for its actual use is Issa on Shabbos. So therefore it's got no, obviously you can't move it at all. But even a Kalisha Malachta Leheta, he only allows you to move it for its actual use. Okay? So therefore, obviously when it comes to a Madukha, you can't move it because it's, it's uses for grinding. You can't grind. Yeah? So the Chiddush is, but even Rabbi Nehemiah will be masking that if you've got the garlic in it, it's a Kalisha Malachta Leheta, which you obviously wouldn't be able to move for its for its own use, but if you've got garlic in it, you can move it. That's the answer we're giving. What? Is, huh? is it dual purpose? I mean, no, no it? dual purpose. I got the garlic. Since the garlic is not muksa, therefore you can move out of the garlic. We've had, we've had this sort of concept before. Yeah, but the madukha itself doesn't, doesn't it matter. Out. I mean, it's, uh, it, that's part of the. That, no. Is that the reason why you're allowed to. No, I got the garlic. Rashi says, I got mushroom. I got the garlic. So what, you can move something which is muksa because there's something which is... Uh, no, 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 not always. You can move a muksa item. No, 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 no not, not always, not always. Over here, I got the show. I got the garlic. Very possible, very possibly because, yes, it, it becomes bottles of the garlic. It could be because it becomes just a, a, a container for the garlic. You would have yeah. thought, logically, would have been the other way around. If you've got the garlic in, you might come... To, to do something... With it's already been ground. Presumably the garlic's already been ground. There's, no, there's nothing more to do there. <coughs> yeah? So it's just purely a cleave that's containing... Yeah. Yeah. Containing. yeah. Presumably it's been ground. That's what I would do. At least I see it. Yeah, it has been ground. I would have thought, yeah, there could be some sort of gazera there. But, uh, right? So, Lemaise, this is not going to be the, the final answer. Anyway, so Eitzvei. So we ask another kasha. We've got from a again, presumably it's a by asking to rabble. The reason why I say that is because it doesn't tell us who's asking. But the rule is Aceve is always supposed to be we know who's asking the question as opposed to Maceve. Maceve is they ask the question the base on Aceve is something specific. So presumably it's still a by asking rabble. Beishame omrim eli You cannot move the eli. Now the eli is a some sort of boards that they used to use to chop up um, wheat into smaller pieces. Okay? So this, this uh, eli, you can't move it on Yom Tov, we're talking about, says Beishamai, in order to cut meat on it. But Beishelah Martino, as Beishelah allow it, it's Simchas Yom Tov, so therefore they allow it. Now, that, that part they take out, and the Marshal takes out, because from Rashi's national, we didn't have that part over here. The main part is the next part. Vishodin, and they both agree. In other words, even Beis Hillel agree. Shimkot Avodah if he's already chopped the meat on it, it is now also to move it. No, there's no longer any Simchas Yom in it. So therefore, it's also to move it. Hold on a second. Why? It's Kedish Malach to the Issa. Chopping up Teichin uh, of, of um, what's it called, of uh, the, the wheat is also. Right, it's also sugars in in, in Bayo about that. So in which case it's Kriish Malach to the Issa. But maybe I need it Laserah uh Maybe I need it to use it for something which is Mota. So Sobala Shanuyele, so once again Abaye thought to answer him, Kurabi Nechemia, yeah, it's going out Rabbi Nechemia, i.e. you can only move it at Sarah for its actual use. Right? Ah, so hold on a second, so why do we allow it to, to for the for the meat? At least according to Basil, why do we allow it? Yeah, that's some Khasyamta. Special, special uh, dispensation for Simchas Yom But if not for that, we wouldn't allow it even for the meat. Why? Because that's not its designated use. Rabbi Nechem is very, very extreme when it comes to Moksa. So, that's what... Why is Simchas Yom Tov? 
What is it, Simchas Yontif? Well, ain't Simcha Yad Ababasa. Oh, oh, yeah, as well. Okay. Yeah, some questions we allow certain special leniencies. So that's what he thought to answer. And then he thought, you know what, I've got a better answer. Came on the Shama, the Hod Amar Rav Chinen Rabba Shalemi, Mishmei Once he heard that, once he learned that to Rav Chinen Rabba Shalemi, the name of Rav, everyone agrees, Now, Rashi learns these are different types of, of Kalim used in the dying process. Dying is in DYE, right? Uh, DYE, yeah. Um, Rashi then brings uh, an opinion that it could be to do with, with uh, in the um, uh, more weaving process, right? The, the, the weaving process, which Tosu says, well, it's got certain limitations on that shot. Tosu sort of more favours, not dying process, but um, cleaning of the kalim process, pressing of the kalim. So whichever one you want to take, most Roshonim do not like the idea of it being the weaving process though, that since he is makpid on them, in other words, the person who works with them, the uman, he's makpid on them, he wouldn't let people use them for other things, because they could, they're very delicate, and they could get damaged. So therefore, he designates the spots for them, and in other words, he's makat to them, but you're dying. He actively sets them aside, they're moksa. So, that's peshat, with the Eli as well, apparently, a person is particular on it, it shouldn't be used, well, apparently uses it for, for meat, but he wouldn't use it generally for other things, and therefore, it's what's known as, Muksa Machmas Chisor and Kis. That's presumably what he means to say. Muksa Machmas Chisor and Kis, loosely translated, is because of its monetary value. It's not really a very accurate way of translating it, or maybe translating it, but of defining it, because a piece of paper is also Muksa Machmas Chisor and Kis. Because, at least in times gone by, a piece of paper you wouldn't use for other things. You'd only use for writing. And since it is only used for a specific purpose, and that specific purpose is something which you can't use it for on Shabbos, therefore it is Muqsa Machmas Chesor and Kis. Yeah? So, um, nowadays as happens, place can talk about a scrap piece of paper, at least it's not Muqsa Machmas Chesor and Kis, because people would use it as well, as you can see here, bookmarks, things like that. But if you've got expensive writing paper, most definitely that is Moksa Machmas Chesor Kis. Again, not because of the monetary value, even expensive writing papers, it costs £10 a piece of paper. It's more the fact that a person wouldn't use it for other things. He'd use it only for his, for writing a letter or something like that. Um, so it's not necessarily to do with the monetary value, it's more a question of would you use it for other things. And this is something which can actually, by the way, it's very much dependent on the owner, of the article, and it can be subjective. I've heard people arguing about their mobile phone, whether a mobile phone is Muqsa Machmas Chesor and Kis or not. Now, it may well depend on whether you're talking about the Mulberry, the Blackberry, or the uh, whatever, whatever they're up to now, right? Huh? Sorry, I'm behind the time. I just know about the... I just know about the... What does it say? Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it much a much better world or a much easier uh, easier place when uh, blackberries and mulberries were things you could actually eat or something or something like that, <laughs> right? Um, Even on Shabbos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you have to check them for worms though. <laughs> but um, so I'll call upon him. The so these things. So some people say, yeah, I'll give it to my kids to play with. Yeah, you know. It's, other people say most definitely not. I mean, they protect it like it's you know this is their most found, their whole life is on the phone there. Right? So it's subjective. For some people, it's Muqsamach Maskas on Kiss. Other people, not. Yeah? And dependent on that is, you have to ask the owner what his position is, and then you'll know whether it's 
Kedusha Malach to Issa, it definitely is. Yeah, it gets very interesting if you decide to use it as an alarm clock. Does that change the definition of it? But Pashtas, it is a Kedusha Malach to Issa. That's the starting point, at least. Yeah. It can well be upgraded to, or downgraded to Muksa Machmas Kisar Kis, which is obviously is far worse. Yeah, Muksa Machmas Kisar Kis, if it's still occupying, uh, the, you know, the centerpiece on the table, then uh, it's, you've got a problem. That's where it's going to stay for Shabbos, basically. This is very valuable. It also multi purpose. They don't, they're not uh, uh, phones, they're also cameras, it can be used as a, as a spotlight, <laughs> Yeah. A multi purpose tool. Well, yeah. We don't know about this. We don't know about this. Don't know. Whatever you say. It won't make a difference. It's all this, though. Yeah, it's all this. So it, it, it's at least a cliche after this, so it could well be worse. Muxmach Maskus are in kits. Yeah. As I say, it gets interesting because some people say, yeah, but I use it as an alarm clock as well. So in which case, it's cliche after this, so and the headset. Oh. Nothing in it can you use on Shabbos, even the alarm clock. Alarm clock is an interesting question because an alarm clock is essentially it can be used for that on Shabbos. It can be used for alarm. I'm, I'm talking about a simple alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, you may want to cover the button for turning it off or something like that. But you probably tell me today it's probably all voice operators. If you say you know be quiet, it'll turn off. I'm sure there is such a such. You have to make yeah, sure it's yeah. not on that. Yeah. It could well I'm be sure it is. No, yeah. it must be. Mm-hmm. So, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've got that phone. They're the voice activated. Yeah. yeah. They are voice activated. I was joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The iPhone. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no wonder people oversee when it comes to uh, doffing anything. So, right, it's so easy to get them off today. <laughs> but, um, but no, but that, that that's actually a Shiva spoken about. That, that in itself is a Shiva spoken about. If you decide that you want to use it for a long clock on Shabbos, can that uh, it become a Kishon after it? So Ulehetor, yeah, that's where it gets more. We, have, we haven't got to that stage yet, as in halacha wise. But um, but back to this. So he says that's what we're talking about here as well. It's Moksamach Mas Kisar and Kis. So Itma, it has been said. Kurnus Shel Zahovin, a goldsmith's hammer. Shaninu. That's what we're talking about. So he takes it even more extreme. We've had Rav Yod said, no, we're talking about it's the, it's a nutcracker. A nutcracker, a hammer for nuts. Rav said, no, it's a blacksmith's hammer. Yeah, you can move it to crack your nuts on Shabbos. Okay? We have an even more, more makele shetter here. We're talking about a goldsmith's hammer. Now that already is a little bit more delicate. Even that, you'd be allowed to move on Shabbos to crack your nuts. That's what he says. Rav Shimon Barabo Omar, he said, Kurnus shall besomim shonim. We're talking about a kurnus used for crushing spices. So the Gemara says, Manda Omar de besomim, the one who allows that of crushing spices, he allows that to move to crack your nuts, well, Kol Shekin de Zahovim. Kol Shekin, the one used for the goldsmith. That you'd definitely be allowed to use then. Manda Omar Shal Zahovim, but the one who said that you can use a goldsmith's hammer, Abul de Besomin, but he would say, Dafke a goldsmith's hammer. I said Dafke goldsmith because that of a spice maker, Kopidalai, that you would not be allowed to move because it's Muksamachmas Kisarin Kis, because the owner of such an article would ordinarily be Makpid on it, 
because he doesn't want that being used for his nuts. Interesting, you know, you think uh, gold, it seems to be more delicate and he doesn't want it to get dirty. Because if it gets dirty, then uh, those spices probably won't be selling for very much either because they get dirty, etc. For some reason, I know you're looking at me as if, uh, you know, why in the world? But that, that's, if you look at Rashi, Rashi tells us, we did all, I think we did all the Rashis up to, up to there, no? Not the product, do you remember? Mm-hmm. I assume so. We definitely did the one about the Sikhs, uh, Zayu and Zayu, so I'll just go from there to copy that Ayu. Ha'uman, because the Uman is marked on them, they shouldn't get soiled, they shouldn't get bent. Miyachi lohem mokon, it's about a third of the way down, Miyachi lohem mokon, Mikatsu nam yodayim, see he sets them aside literally actively. Hani nam used to so to these, the Elio Maducha, I think we pointed out, it's also going back on the, the mortar now. No longer the mortar, the reason you have to say it's going on uh, Rabbi Nechemia. Because the these also, it's mashma, it's not going just back on the case of the Eli, that board, it's mashma, these, it's also going back on the case of Madukha. Scrap that answer about Rabbi Nechemia, the Peshat is, they're all, apparently, a person's miyachim mokum for them. Kurnus shavzahovim, avapid de kopidale ketsas. Even though a person's a little bit makpid on the, you know, the goldsmith's hammer, shesorch shi because a person needs it to be smooth. Le radeid tasin, in order to bang down sheets of gold, <laughs> even so, since a person can fix it up just by banging it, suddenly he bangs it on the, uh, I don't know, the equivalent of like an anvil, but it's like a, right, a plate that you bang it on, bang it a few times on the gold, then you bang it on this piece of metal in order to even it out. That's normally what we call makabapatish. That's one of the shotam and makabapatish. Um, so, lo makatsilis, therefore a person is not it. Actively, for Kolshkin shall shaanafochim and Kolshkin all other types of smiths, you know, uh, uh, metal smiths and all that. Definitely, a person wouldn't be makpid on Karaba like Rabba. In other words, he's being he's adding to Rabba. He's saying not only a normal blacksmith, even a goldsmith. But you may think he's a bit more makpid. No, even that you'd be able to use for your cracking of the nuts on Shabbos. Then you had the next shit which said no, even basan. And this is a much bigger chiddush. One you normally use for spices, lishchik, but to grind down with it, even that you'd be allowed to use it for cracking nuts. So he said, well, only according to that Mandolin, but the one who said, who only took it as far as the goldsmith, he says, stop there. In other words, the Basamim, that one you wouldn't be able to use, because a person is more mucked than that. Shiloh Yimas, it shouldn't get repulsed, because if it gets dirty, it's not like gold, which if it gets dirty, you, know, you clean it off or something like that. If it gets dirty, then your Basamim are going to get dirty, and apparently you can't just clean off the hammer, it seems, for some reason. So therefore, a person's more mucked on it. That's, kind of, that's, the, that's the Gomorrah there. Okay. Um, now, we're in terms of muksa. In terms of kliyshim after the issa, I definitely can't tell you too much about right now because we're only a fraction of the way through the sugya. The next part of the sugya is not going to come really until we see kuf chavdalit. That's where you see the shittas which we're more familiar with today. And then there's plenty, plenty in the rishonim who break it down and go through the whole sugya, including the sugya, to give you this, at least three shittas in the Gemara about, we've seen two so far, Rabbi Huda, who says, only kili yishimalach to Okay? And even then, it seems only l'tzerech kufa, not l'tzerech mekonah. Then you've got, um, then you've got Rabbo, and Abai for that matter, as well as it happens, who say, even kili yishimalach to the but even then, only the Tzorach Kufa and not the Tzorach Makoma. One second, I just want to see one thing before I say anything more. Um, yeah. 
Um, and there is going to be another shit which is what we're more familiar with. That Okay, but we don't we don't know too much about that yet. We've seen a little bit about um, about Muksamach Maskasar and Kis. There's also still more about that. There's still it's the main target is not here about Muksamach Maskasar and Kis. There's a, a, a mission to come about that. The one thing which I thought we would get to today is this Rashi, which at the time we definitely did not give a Peshatim, because I was at a loss how to explain it. And that is the Rashi and Dafkov Yud Okay, potentially there is a very big yesod in this Rashi. If you look at Rashi and Daf Kuf Yud Gimel Amidalef, and this, by the way, is the way you have to learn the sugyot and so they are dotted around a little bit. Although this obviously is more the main sugya, but um, that was the the, the Rashi which Tosfos was referring to. These clay kevoi. There's a sugya in the Gemara there, which if you look at the Gemara there, where it says Amar Rav Yudam Ashmon Kuf Yud Gimel Amidalef. It's two, four, six, eight, ten, I think eleven lines down into the wider lines, wide lines. The line begins with the words Mutalatalon, the second time Mutalatalon comes there. If you go across the line. Sorry, I've I've gone too far. Sorry, I've actually gone too far. It's a little bit the line begins with Khevel Da'alma. About eight eight, nine lines down. Got that, yeah? Yeah. So if you go across that line, it says, Omar Abihud Omar Shmuel, Kelei Kevoi, means these weavers, Kelem, Mutter the Tartan on the Shabbos, it's Mutter to move them on Shabbos. So, Bo Minimi Rabihud, they asked Rabihud, Kovit the Elian of Kovit Hatachtim, the upper and the lower beam, right, which is presumably means on the, on the, on the loom, mm-hmm. where they wrap the chassis around, the warp around it, and the and the woven material, one is the upper, one is the lower. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the thing? Could you move those on Shabbos? And in, yes, for love and not, for love, it was very weak in his hand. He wasn't sure what to answer. Yeah? But notice that was all Rav Yehuda speaking. Go a little bit further. Itmar. Um, okay, Itmar. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Kalei Kevoi, Mutter the Tartan on Shabbos, you can move those on Shabbos. Afiru Koved, Hoyden Koved, Hatachton, even the up and the lower beam. Avadoes Hamudim, but not the the pillars which actually hold up the whole loom, because those the Gemara goes on to say it's because it, when you move it, it leaves grooves in the ground, it leaves, and um, we're worried you'll come to smoothen out the ground. Now, if you look at Rashi, this is the point we want there. Rashi, about halfway down, clay boy. You got that, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, has anyone got that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just almost level with the start of the wide lines. That's right. Almost uh, quite correct, yeah. You got that? You yeah? A little bit higher. Yeah? So Rashi says, Kle Urge, right? Weavers Kaden, but I did the Ayyub Bechel, the guy did not Okay, that's how it comes in there. Mutter the Taltalon. Lishneakonim, the two little pieces of wood. As far as I know, that means the one which actually they put through the warp. They had these pieces of con- these conim they put through. You can move them, Letashmish Acha, to use it for something else. For Ashmuin, and he's coming to teach us, the Engadi Makbid Alim, that the weaver is not Makbid on them. It's not Malachton Issa. That's the Rashi I was referring to. You see from that, that's the answer to Tesla's question on Kupchat Beis on the base. But hold on a second. Rabbi Yehuda is saying, Kedisha Malachton Issa, you can't move at all. So Frek Tosis, what do you mean? What about the Klei Keboi? So Tosis gave an answer. Yeah, it depends on how Chosh of the use is relative to its use as Issa. So if you've got a blacksmith salmon, you want to use it for nuts, that's not Chosh enough to change the identity of the Klei. But the clay kevoi, 
yeah, to use that for something mutter, that already is enough to change the, change the identity of the Kli. Fine, that's all right. That was Tosus answer. I must say, by the way, there's another answer in the Rishonim we find in the, in the Balamor and others who say, it's not a problem anyway. Rav Yehuda is just explaining the Mishnah. Not what he holds. He's not saying that we actually hold that Kli Shemalach said is, 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 is Muqs on Shabbos. You can't move it at all. No. He's just saying, but if you read the Mishnah, when it says, Kurnus, the Fatsi, the Sargos, in the Pashtuses, we mean only if it's Kli Shemalach do we pass him to that? No, we don't pass him to that. We pass him to the after this is Mutter. That's another answer. But Rashi here is giving you a third answer. You've got Tosus' answer. It depends on changing the identity, how Chosh of the use is. You've got the answer of other Rishonim. Rabbi is not telling you Dalok, he's just telling you Taich in the Mishnah. But Rashi gives us another answer. And that is, it's to do with, these are not Kalisha Malachta Issa. These are Kalisha Malachta Heta. Right? So, so we keep there you go. What's this about? Ain't Gardi Makpidaleim? What's that got to do with Kriyish Malach Tal-Issa? Kriyish Malach Tal-Issa has nothing to do with whether you're a muckpit on it. It's what's its primary use. What's going on over here? You go into the next Rashi also, just a shver. Mutalatal, uh, not that one. Skip it a little bit. Mahu, about the Kovet. Do we say with these, the Kovet are in our tachton? Since they're heavy, they're not usable for anything else. Because they're not usable for anything else. Isn't Kishman after Isso its primary use? That's the Russian Russian called I say that because the answer they, like the Khasman Sofa, what he wants to say in Shit's Rashi, doesn't seem to fit with what Rashi says in Kutkapis. It correlates what's its primary use? That's what I need to know. I don't care if you're mockpit or not, that's to do with Muksamachmaskhisar and Kiss. If you give Ega Blight Show on Rashi, it's a very, very difficult question. And I've run out of time. I thought I'd get that into today's. Um, I'll leave you to think about it. See if you can come up with it with any answer. Because this is you have to try and uncover what is unravel what is what is uh, Shittas Rashi and understanding Kishmalakhtalisa. He's definitely answering the question to Kufkhapes. That's clear. Not a problem. These clear Kiboy. But I'd, for Dr. Friday who likes to, to look ahead, look at Kuf Memon base, the top of the page there's also they ask I saw they ask a steer from there. There Rashi says the Klay Kiboy are 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 allowed. Rashi says of him Kleikiboyu because it's a kli. For sure, therefore, it's allowed. As opposed to, let's say, a stone, which is because it's just not a kli. It's got no, no chashivis whatsoever. Hold on. Whoever asked this question, I don't know where, but I saw it. But isn't the reason because it's kli shemalach to the heter? Not because it's a kli, it's got to be kli shemalach to the heter. What's going on? How do we reconcile all these rashis? Maybe